Welcome to Fire the Cannon, a special birthday episode. episode. It's Rachel's birthday. Happy birthday, Rachel. Yeah, just a normal thing. And in honor of my birthday, Jackie is flying to Houston to hang out with Theo. <laughs> <laughs> I told Rachel that we're going to role play what it's like to not have Rachel in our lives. And we're going to think about how much that would suck in honor of her birthday. Because we're the three friends. We are three. That's kind of our thing is that there's three of us. That's kind of the thing. We might have to like make another person out of like a little like a dummy that we find in the trash or something. Bring that puppet of yours, little Jackie. <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. gosh, we absolutely should make a fake Rachel. Ooh. I'm actually excited about this. <laughs> He's finally excited for your visit, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is now two days before your birthday. You have a couple more days left of being 30. What are you going to do to celebrate? To celebrate the couple more days of being 30 or to celebrate my birthday? You phrase that a little bit confusingly. <laughs> Just how are you going to celebrate? 31, that's a big year. 31 is a big year. Is it a prime number? Uh. Yep. It is? Nice. Okay, so I'll, I'm in my prime. I'm about to be in my prime. <laughs> Sweet. Only two more years until you hit the Jesus age. Oh, shoot. And then I'll die. And then you'll die. I will have accomplished everything I set out to do. <laughs> Just turn 33. That's your that's your accomplishment. Yeah. She's done more than that. I did everything Jesus did. <laughs> 12 friends, die at 33. <laughs> that's what he's famous for. Yeah. Well, you better get 10 more friends then in the next two years. Whoa. I have more friends than that. We just talked about some of them. Yeah. We just talked about how some of them prefer us to you. So. Wow. Ooh. Jacko. Jacko. You just spanked her. Ooh. Okay. What'd he say? He said, you really spanked her. (laughs) One time, maybe I told you this already, but one time when I was at Oberlin and I was playing in the contemporary ensemble with my friend Matt, Mm -hmm. we were playing clarinet, playing, playing, playing. Of the light bulb punching fame. Yeah, of light bulb (laughs) punching fame. And the conductor, he was getting to a big, like, sort of climactic downbeat uh, where it had to be really percussive. He made eye contact with several people. It was like looking around, like making sure we were really seeing it. And then he goes spank it and then he hits the down me and Matt and I just started laughing and we couldn't play for like a minute after that he just got like totally overwhelmed you know like he was just so in the music he didn't say the right thing spank it spank it pop it that's really funny I just you know what happened I have just solved a mystery that is from the the early days, the olden days of the pod, from the time that you guys were walking around campus and you just heard someone yell, Matt Viola sucks. Mm. It was that guy who <laughs> threw the party and he never paid him back for the light bulb. <laughs> that makes sense. And now his goal is just to follow him around and, and yell that every once in a while until he gets his like, $3 his dollars life. back. Yeah. <laughs> he, by the time he dies, he will have spent $100,000 chasing Matt Viola around to yell, Matt Viola sucks. Yeah, nah, it was a different person, but it is conceivable that it was just someone who heard about the event. I thought you said you didn't know who it was. <laughs> he knows it wasn't that guy, right? Yeah, I know it wasn't that guy. Wait a second. You told us that you turned around and there was like no one there and you couldn't figure out. <laughs> uh, this whole th- the whole thing is fiction because that event happened before the light bulb. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So that makes it fiction. <laughs> so maybe we should say why we're what we're talking about for my birthday. Why don't you tell it, Rachel? Because Theo and I are confused as hell. Theo, are you confused as hell? It's Moomin. I know that. Yep. Got you, Jackie. (laughs) I do find it kind of confusing. (laughs) Um, I was telling, I don't, 
find it confusing. I just find you it. You just said you were confused as hell. I mean. She's overcome that. I can't remember anything that happens because it's all so bizarre. Yeah. We're just, this is a vibes based episode. Yeah. So don't worry. We're not going to be recounting the plot. We're just going to kind of talk about moom and stuff. Good Good vibes only. Good vibes only. So we are going to talk about a part of pop culture that is very special to me and that a lot of the world really cares about except basically the U.S. Wow. Did you guys, were you familiar with the Moomins before this or only through me or you knew about them or what's the deal? Oh, we're talking about the Moomins, Moomin Trolls, and they are created by... The Finnish writer Tuva Janssen. Tuva Janssen. I had heard of the Moomins before you, actually, and it was from Abby. Okay. Theo? Uh, you're the only person I've known to talk about Moomin. Whoa, that's crazy. Okay, so I first found out about the Moomins because when I was in, I don't know, middle school maybe, maybe like sixth grade, I think, my grandma sometimes would take me to this bookstore that had a little bit of new books, but mostly secondhand books. And I found one of the Moomin books. And I think it was the, like the Moomins and the Great Comet or Comet in Moomin Valley, whatever it's called. And um, I bought it and I loved it. And I never saw anything about Moomins ever again for like eight years of my life <laughs> ever again for eight i just years. had this one little children's book so rachel had us watch episode one of the japanese television show about the moomins and we did that and then we also read a bunch of comics Yes. Because they originally existed as a comic strip, right? Well, okay. It's a little bit complicated. The character of the Moomin started out in her, like, cartoon illustrations. That's where the character sort of came from. And then, well, okay, wait. (laughs) And she was from the 40s? Uh, yes, she was born, actually, I believe she was born when Finland was part of the Russian Empire. And I think she died in, like, 2001, I just want to know when the Moomins were created. She was born in 1914 and she died in 2001. Let me go through it a little bit. It's a little complicated. She, when she was a kid, supposedly the origin of the Moomin character is she was having a philosophical argument with her brother and he, I guess he was Kantian and she was not. So to like bookend an argument, she said she drew the ugliest creature she could think of and she just wrote Kant underneath. And it was kind of like some kind of weasel thing, but somehow that <laughs> became Moomin, who is famously like round and white and plump. Yeah. But there is another character who looks kind of like a weasel, Sniff. Sniff. So that's sort of part of the origin of the Moomin is this creature she drew to make fun of Kant. But then also she wrote for, or like she drew comics for a left-wing newspaper. It was like an anti-fascist newspaper. And she had a creature in there that was sort of her trademark And that was like the Moomin. And then after that, she wrote a story and the story, um, the first book in the Moomin Troll series. By the way, she was part of the Swedish speaking minority. So she was Finnish, but she wrote the books in Swedish. So she wrote the first book and it was kind of inspired by the Winter War, which was between Russia and Finland. And she was kind of depressed and sad and felt like going through this experience had taken all the color out of the world and her friends said like oh you should write a children's book and so she was like i want to write a children's book that has a happy ending 
Isn't that the same thing that happened with um, Antoine de Saint-Exupéry? Uh, where he was like, you're depressed. You ought to write a children's book. You should book. write a children's like, book. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that is, right? Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So she... You love depressed little little guys that write children's books. I mean, the world loves them. But she did that, and that's where the movements came from. She said that she came up with so the word moomin she just invented it and she said she wanted a word that would convey softness so they're called does. like moomi in finnish oh. yeah m u u m i when you said this whole thing came about because she hated kant sort of <laughs> i mean is the whole premise anti-kantian because i just I, I looked up because I haven't taken ethics in a long time. I couldn't remember if Kant was the guy that said the end justifies the means or the opposite. I think he's the opposite. He says you have to treat everything as an end. I thought he was the rules ethics guy. Yeah, he's the categorical imperative guy. Where he's like, you must never lie. It, yeah, he's someone who's like, if not everyone can do it, you can't do it. Something like that. But he also <laughs> said that if that basically like you have to have a rule. And if the rule is like you have to have the rule that lying is wrong Therefore, you may never lie, even if you think it's for a good reason. <laughs> or like yes. killing is wrong, so you can't kill to protect someone else even. Yeah, so that's what he's saying. It's the other guy, J.S. Mill, said that the ends justify the means. So it doesn't matter how you get there. As long as the outcome is good, it's fine. Kant was like, no, it matters how you get there. But they're both wrong. <laughs> so she hated that. So is <laughs> so. what does this mean for the movement trolls? I, think, I don't think they have anything to do with Kant anymore but also it's crazy that like moomin is so cute and she's like i'm gonna come up with the ugliest creature i can imagine <laughs> <laughs> she couldn't have called it a moomin because that word conveys softness and she didn't draw a soft creature no, she so didn't she, call it anything she just yeah drew something so that's not even an original moomin that doesn't have the same name or the same shape it's like the origin of the moomin though I guess it's like an ugly duckling story. But yeah, this is the creature that she kind of used as her sigil in the anti-fascist comics. Mm. And that's what morphed into the movement. So she wrote the stories, the books, using that creature sort of as the basis. And then after the books came out, when the third book came out, it was, I think it was the first one published in English and it was huge. So the first ones were like kind of popular back in Finland and Sweden and whatever. And then the third one came out and there's kind of like a, an explosion. They called it a moomy boomy, a moomin boom. <laughs> so they remained popular for a while. So after that book came out, she actually, she had published some children's comics or like a children's comic strip in a left wing Finnish newspaper and it actually got pulled I've read this it got pulled because the readership of the paper said the Moomin family were too bourgeois that's interesting don't they live under a boat at one point <laughs> which the Moomin <laughs> yeah. family is is it's it's Moomin mama Moomin papa Moomin who's like the little boy character Moomin troll yeah Moomin troll there's like snork maiden who's like his little girlfriend Mm -hmm. I love her name. You love they what? They live in a mushroom or they live in a tree? They live all over the place. They do eventually get a house. I think in the the one about the comet, they eventually settle in a place called Moomin Valley, yeah. which I think is the third book. And Moomin Valley is where the little episode that we watch takes place. But in the comics I was reading, they 
lose their house in basically every episode and then have to like get a new house. So how is that too bourgeois? <laughs> like, well, so the one that we were reading, I believe, is the one that was published in this British newspaper. Okay. I don't remember what it was called. Interesting. Don't worry about it anymore. But at the time, it was like the biggest newspaper in the world. And they were like, hey, can you write for us? And so she did. And she she kind of based it on her books. And then I think she did some extra stuff because she was an artist and an author but after I think she published like she wrote and drew maybe five big volumes of comics like I have a collected edition that's this big she just held her hands about six inches apart and then she basically said like I don't have time to write these comics anymore and then her brother took over and did basically that many comics again oh okay Hmm. based on her writing and characters but hers are considered better I think they're all good. I think he did a really good job because, of course, he, you know, he consulted with her and that sort of thing. But anyway, it's it's very weird, right? Like, yeah, the vibes has, are weird. <laughs> it, I do think it would it would be hard if I were taking over this comic. It would be hard to imagine something that couldn't happen in this universe. Yeah. <laughs> it has like happy tree friends vibes. It's like they're really cute, but sometimes really dark stuff happens. Mm. Or like bee and puppy cat. Yeah, maybe kind of like that. But I'll talk a little bit more about Moom and stuff, and then we'll get into the things that we consumed okay. on ourselves. Go for on it. ourselves. The things okay. that we <laughs> ourselves consumed. <laughs> I've never consumed anything on myself before. Oh, so first of all, the reason oh. Moomins are so popular in Asia is because so this animated series came out in you know the very early 90s and it was she did it in collaboration with a Japanese studio and I believe it was like simultaneously released in the Nordic countries or whatever sorry question was it originally in Japanese and they dubbed it in English and Finnish or I mean I don't know exactly if we do another movement episode someday I'm sure I'll figure it out but my guess is that they did simultaneous tracks in Finnish or Swedish or whatever and Japanese and then like later on did an English dub, but I'm not sure. I was just noticing that the mouth movements really didn't line up and sometimes there were weird echoes. Yeah, the echoes. <laughs> like, was that intentional? I sent you a link to a version on YouTube. Like, I don't know how... Uh... High quality, it's gonna be. But you notice that, Theo? I was wondering, like, oh, is that supposed to signify that the house is really big and echoey? When I first heard it, yeah, that's why sometimes my sound quality is bad. I want you to know that my house is huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. That's what it signifies. Yeah. Now we have an explanation. It's like when someone would use like blue in a painting. Look how much money uh, I have. Money, yeah. Look how much money I was willing to put into this painting. <laughs> Showing off. (laughs) Or like in colonial times when people would have their curtains be way too long, so they would just pool on the ground to show, like, look at all this fabric I bought. I can't even... I could have used it to make a hat, but instead it's just sitting there. (laughs) Well, I think that's silly because then it makes your house look too small. Like, if you were really rich, you could have had walls that were tall enough for these big-ass curtains. (laughs) Or you could have had, like, one-inch long curtains (laughs) to create the effect. (laughs) To keep getting bigger and bigger. Anyway. I just can't get any curtains big enough for this house. (laughs) It's long. Because it's so huge. No, don't go closer. Stay back here. (laughs) Anyway, movement stuff. Movement stuff. Okay. So this is my movement experience. I basically, over time, gradually, I acquired some more secondhand volumes of the Moomin stories. Still never heard anybody mention the Moomins. Finally, when I went to Korea, I 
went into... So I knew Moomins were quite popular in Asia. I went to Japan with my friend Jordan and I bought a bunch of Moomin mugs that they were selling, which I have to this day. And also I knew there was a collaboration between Moomin and Uniqlo. And when we got to this Uniqlo, it was like a four-story high Uniqlo and all the signage was in Japanese. You told us about this on one of the episodes. Well, I'm telling the audience who might just be here to hear about Moomins. No, I want you to tell it again. I was just, this is amazing. Okay. <laughs> well, so I went in and then it was like I was pulled. I made a beeline. <laughs> I beelined over to the escalator and I went like up two stores and then I went around this thing and I went directly to the rack that had all the Moomin stuff. And when I got there, Jordan was... She was in awe, and she still talks about it to this day, how she has no idea how I found it. And it was like I was possessed by the spirit of the Moomins. I'm surprised you even needed an escalator. You probably could have just floated up there. Floated, like Moomin does in some of the comics. Yeah. So anyway, that's one thing. And then also, I went to Denmark to study abroad for a semester. And before that, I went to my friend's wedding in Germany. And in between, I had some time. So I decided I was going to go to Finland. A friend of mine was studying for her master's in Finland, but also I was like, this is the birthplace of the Moomins. I'm going to go all over the country and look at all the Moomin stuff I can see. I had no idea how much of your behavior was driven by Moomins. Well, now you know. Like here I was thinking you had like free will. Oh. Nope. <laughs> I don't. It's all Moomin based. I wonder what ethical framework would relate to me since I just do what Moomins want. Didn't Rousseau say something about that? <laughs> Moomin based free will. So I went to in the town or small city of Tampere in Finland, they have a Moomin museum and they have like little little models she made and all, like all her original artwork and all this stuff. And it's really just like a museum and there's not that much swag to buy. But it was just nice basking in the Moomins. And then I went to visit my friend. Do you have any pics? Uh, yeah, I'll, I guess maybe we can post them on the Instagram. Yeah. I also went to, you know, Moomin Land, which <gasps> is park? amazing. It's kind of a theme park. It's very weird. Like, you can eat these, like foods that Moomins eat and there's like a life-size Moomin house and they have some people in Moomin costumes but it's very much like it's basically like a giant playground and there's just some stuff and there are a few places where you can buy things so I did buy some Moomin stuff there like I bought some more Moomin mugs and some other little things like some little bits of art and so on. Have you given a lot of these Moomin mugs away? Because I've never seen one at your house whenever I've come over there. Are you kidding? I would never give one away. You would never give one away? No, never. And, it, and you would never let your good friend Jackie drink out of one either. <laughs> I would actually. But Steven, at our previous house, I put them on a special shelf because uh, first of all, I don't like to wash them in the dishwasher just in case it takes off some of the art. So we wash them by hand. But also, I told Steven, like, and, and I truly believe this, it would really hurt our relationship if he broke one. And he breaks cups all the time. Oh. Oh, crap. So. Well, he can use them. I just said, like, you need to understand the risk you're taking. Like, I'm happy for you to use it. But, like, don't break it. Don't do what you always do. Which, so the rule is, like, if you drink out of one, you got to just wash it and set it to the side. Because he, he normally will, like, leave cups in the sink for a long time. And then sometimes he'll, like, drop a pot on a cup and then it'll break. Oh, crap. So, anyway. And the reason it would be very upsetting is because they're really hard to get more of. 
Yeah, they're hard to get more of. They're expensive. Some of them are limited edition. Like a friend got me one as a Christmas present that looks like their house. And it came with a little paper like cone. That's the roof of the house. So you can set it on top of the house. Ah. It's very, very cute. And like another friend gave me like a limited edition winter one that came with a matching teaspoon. But in our new house, we actually have a glass fronted cabinet. And that's where I keep my Moomin mugs. So you'll be able to see them when you come to Atlanta. <laughs> I will never drink out of one. I would be way too scared. I would just be shaking the whole time and then I would drop it. I mean, it would really be a problem. Like, I'm just telling you, it would be a problem. Yeah, that's why I'm never gonna. <laughs> yeah. Like, I told Steven, I'm like, I cannot let my kids drink out of Moomin mugs because I would go off on them if they broke one. Whoa. And I just don't want to be in that situation. You gotta kill your darlings. No. Are you talking about my children? Like, if they break a Moomin mug? No. No. Okay. <laughs> Whatever is important to you. What would you do if I made my own fake Moomin mugs that look kind of like yours and you didn't realize? And then I was like, you know what? I've never learned how to juggle. Oops. And then I start trying to learn how to juggle. <laughs> I would love it if you did that after I realized because then I would be like, you have to keep making more of these now. Now I have an unlimited supply. Yeah. Counterfeit Moomin mugs. Yeah. <laughs> so there was a, a story on, I, I think it was... Did you send this to me, Rachel? Because you know how sometimes Twitter will like repost those am I the asshole posts from Reddit? Probably. Yeah, or like relationship advice or something. <laughs> One of them was um, this couple had like just had a baby, like a newborn baby. And then the, I don't know, the, the younger sister of the woman who had just had the baby was visiting. And she thought it would be funny to like get a baby doll and pretend to be carrying their baby and then like drop it. Ugh. And then like... <laughs> Her husband, like, tried to catch it because he was not in on the joke. And instead of catching it, he just reflexively kicked it. And it, like, went into a window. <gasps> and the mom was, like, freaking out because she thought literally her baby had just been drop kicked into a window. So she, like, totally, like, went crazy. Like, even after she realized she was way too traumatized. Yeah. Our relationship is ruined. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, because, like, the sister did this thing and then her husband showed that his reaction would have been to drop kick the baby. I think that was probably an accident. <laughs> he was probably trying to catch it with his foot. I mean, it was an accident, but I guess she's like, I don't like his instincts. Yeah, it, like, destroyed their marriage. It destroyed their relationship. Like, she had what? terrible depression. It could have also just been fake, but... Okay. The fact that it destroyed <laughs> their relationship, I don't think that that's fair. I think she is the asshole. You you don't know. There's a lot of emotions when you have a baby. <laughs> well, yeah. I think the whole thing of like pretending you're dropping someone's baby and having a fake one, that's really shitty. Don't do that. <laughs> but like that was a great time for him to learn that his reaction isn't good. Don't and then punt he'll, like, babies. Practice something else. <laughs> like he doesn't want that to be his reaction. Yeah. And now he's gotten an uh, invaluable chance to learn that. <laughs> and now he has plenty of time since he's divorced. <laughs> yeah. If it was a real baby, he wouldn't have been able to easily punt it into a wall. Right? Yeah. I mean, but he still would have kicked it. <laughs> That's not necessarily better. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever just like have to react really fast to something and then just like totally fuck it up? I guess so. Theo's never had that experience. <laughs> Jackie. <laughs> I have. I have that all the time. He does everything perfectly. Mm -hmm. They call me first take Theo. First take Theo. If you were trying to punt that baby out the window, you would have done it perfectly on the first try. That's true. Punt that baby. Set him free. I do think 
a great couple's costume would be Jareth, the Goblin King, and Toby. A couple's costume? Like, not like they're dating, but like two people together. Okay, mm. I could... S- I think whenever you dress as a as two things in a couple, I feel like it's implied that those two things are dating. Oh, really? I mean, but still, it's a great pair. Just call it a pair costume. Why not Jareth and the female protagonist? Because it's not as comfortable of an outfit as a striped onesie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, which which of the Moomins do you think would be a good costume? Oh my! I gosh. thought about I this have... too because they're all differentiated by one little thing. Like they all look the same, but the Moomin mama has an apron and the dad has a top hat. So I would be the mom of the three of us because she cooks all the time. Uh-huh. Who would you be, Theo? The child or the papa? He'd be the protagonist, right? <laughs> You're forgetting about what's her name? Uh, the Snork, Snork maiden. maiden. Snork Maiden. That is such a fucking good name. I do think it's a great name. Snork Maiden. Here's the thing. Her brother is the Snork, and she's Snork Maiden. Nice. It does sound like a word that you would have invented, Theo. (laughs) The Snork? Or Snork Maiden. I'll be Snork Maiden. You would be Snork Maiden. The one who wins the beauty contest. Yeah, she seems a little shallow, to be honest. She is. Well, then why would you be Snork Maiden? (laughs) He's a little shallow. I know. That's why I'm thinking maybe I won't. Oh, okay. But her name is really good. Yeah. True. I think I might be the dad. Okay, so Moomin Papa has a top hat, and he's always talking about, like, he had a really adventurous youth. And there's actually a book that I think Theo would enjoy that's called Moomin Papa's Memoirs, and it's, like, Ooh, he, him talking about what happened to him. He was writing his memoirs in the show. Yeah, he Yeah, was. and you, you get to kind of read them. Well, I have a top hat now, and I have a creepy little study like he has, so. Okay, could be oh, you. Okay. You can be Moomin Papa. And yeah. then the mom is great. She wears a red and white striped apron, and she's, like, very nice. She looks a little, like, run down in the comics. You think? She looks a little tired. She's a little little haggard. <laughs> I could imagine with that husband of hers. Yeah, that husband of hers. He's <laughs> shitty. That's true. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be Moomin Papa now, because he kept, like, being like, hey, why don't we abandon our kid, and he'll be all right. <laughs> I know. What a crazy thing to happen. Okay, we have to talk about that comic for sure. In the, in the, in the TV show Moomin Papa, but I, I like him there. In the comic, I do not like him. Yeah. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about the plot of the show. Okay. So first of all, wait, what do you guys think of the theme song? It's pretty good. I thought it lasted forever. I want us to re to record a, an updated version. Uh okay. <laughs> I think we could do a better job. What do you mean updated? Like like a trap version? No, not like a rap. <laughs> Something for the kids. Just different, just like a different instrumentation and like a different person singing it. <laughs> what about yeah? Like, so Rachel would sing it, and then I would play clarinet, and Theo would play ukulele. That's the different instrumentation. Mm-hmm. Okay, maybe with symphony orchestra. Yeah, backing us. Next time I get a commission for orchestra, I'll just write a sort of backing track for the Moomin song. <laughs> Smart, Theo. <laughs> Don't tell him. Say this is what you wanted, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are the Moomins, and then everyone has to say Moomins periodically. In the song, don't they say this is the best song? Yeah, yes, something like that. When you heard that, I as soon as I heard that, I was like, I wonder what Theo's gonna think. And were you kind of like, maybe they're right? I, I was kind of like, this is a pretty good song. I heard Pusha <laughs> T wrote it. <laughs> well, so I assumed the song would have originally been in Japanese, right? Y- yeah, I wonder if I can find it in Japanese. Well, I feel like what probably happened is someone was in charge of like writing a new song to go around uh, to go along with that mm-hmm. in English, and instead they just like did the laziest thing possible. And they're just like, this is a good song. We are the moomins. <laughs> oh, you think the, the lyrics were more interesting before? 
I bet they probably were totally different. Okay, whoa. The Japanese one is much better. How do you know? I just heard part of it. I just heard part. It sounds totally different. It's not the same song. <laughs> just listen to a couple of clips. Yeah, because I bet whoever was translating it was really phoning it in. No, like it's a different tune. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, the Japanese one is gorgeous. Yeah, this sounds like something that would be in a Miyazaki film. This is the best song. Yeah, this changes the whole mood of the show. It's got some melancholy. It's like very lyrical. And it's just this lady kind of singing a haunting song. But then in English, it's just a guy who's like, here we go. We're having a fun day. We are the Moomins. Yeah, so it was actually aired in America. Why was why is there the English dub? I mean, I, I have no idea. It is really popular in the UK. But I wonder if they would have had American accents in the UK. Like, I really don't understand the dub. If I knew you guys were going to have this many questions about the dub, that's what I would have looked into instead. Uh Maybe it's like, you know, in American shows, whenever anything needs to be foreign, they make it British. Maybe the British do that with Americans. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Wow. But I think that's why I had heard about it, because Abby lived in Ireland for a while. Yeah, that would make sense. I'm sure they figured it out there. Yeah, okay. This is awesome. Carnivalesque. Yeah, it is. Don't you think this one's better, Theo? Or do you still think the one where they said it's the best song is better? I don't know. I was pretty convinced when they told me it was the best song. <laughs> it sounds like something I, like a dad would sing to his baby that he's just making up on the spot. Like It doesn't sound like they put any thought yeah. into it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Or like you would sing to one of your cats. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so the story. Do you guys want me to do it or can one of you explain the episode? It's springtime. It's springtime. In? In Moominville. Moomin Valley. Moomin Valley. Moomin Valley. Moomin wakes up. Which I've always wondered why do they get to, like, why is the valley named after them? There's only three Moomins. There's like a billion Hatta Fatteners and stuff. Maybe they named themselves after the valley. Ever think of that? Hmm. No, because they already had the name before they got there in the books. I loved that it was springtime at the beginning. Yeah. I loved that. It's the perfect time of year to begin something. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't totally sure. Was he asleep all winter? That's what I was wondering. Basically, yeah, except sometimes they're awake in the winter. I think they partially hibernate, or the implication is that they did here. I love that. Just hibernating in a bed. I love that. Yeah. Hibernating in a bed and not in the ground. So you were on board right away. I was on board right away. So you're like, okay, starts with the best song ever. Then the show starts and it's springtime. And it's revealed that the protagonist had been hibernating in a bed. (laughs) That's three strikes, you're out. (laughs) Yeah, they definitely do because later they meet a character who says, I don't know how you guys do it, sleeping for months at a time. And he's like, we like it. Oh, yeah. That reminded me of Rachel. I feel like the little Moomin guy reminded me of Rachel a lot because he was he was just matter of fact about stuff like okay well yeah that was nice Mm -hmm. and the little prince reminded you of me exactly because he was an asshole or whatever your reason was oh yeah (laughs) you just clearly this is your a a big part of your personality I guess (laughs) well maybe this was already my personality and I was like they're just like me for real they're just like me but for real but for real yeah (laughs) so it's springtime and moomin wakes up and he runs around the whole house waking everybody up and out comes this mean little sharp freaky looking girl named little mai and she's like a human or an elf or something she's not a moomin and she's like she likes to bite yeah she's like you woke me up Uh, i don't care about her by the way her mom is the mimble and then she has an older sister that's like Mimble Jr. And I think the Mimble Jr. is like the half sister of Moomin's friend Snufkin. 
But I don't remember if little Mai is also Snufkin's half-sister. You got to draw this out in a tree. Wait, do you love that, Theo? You said I'll... Uh, I don't don't care about the little girl. (laughs) But Snufkin, I don't know. It's like I almost... It's so hard to tell if I love him or not. I I thought Theo was Snufkin. Yes. I I mean, I thought Snufkin was Theo. (laughs) Like, I joined this call today and I was like, Snufkin? (laughs) (laughs) Snufkin, is that you? (laughs) He's kind of like more humanoid. He's definitely more humanoid than the Moomins are, but I don't know what his deal is. He looks kind of like a scarecrow and he just kind of drifts around and plays music and he wears like a green cap and a kind of green tunic, I guess. Like a little elf thing. He plays the flute, sleeps in trees. He seemed OP. <laughs> what were his powers? I'm skipping ahead, but when they when they bring the hat inside and then the mom is like, look, you can do this and turns the hat upside down. And then mm-hmm. the dad's like, hmm, what do I do with this? And then Snufkin's like. Mm, it's a paper waste basket or whatever. <laughs> and then she's like, very good, Snufkin. Yeah, that's that's really OP. <laughs> and then he says, it was easy. And it's like that dad couldn't figure it out. And he's just like, it was easy. It's like, fuck you, Snufkin, but I still love you, I think. <laughs> no, I think the dad said that. Well, we have to get there. Yeah, so Snufkin, he's just like this chill guy and he doesn't usually get involved in things. He just kind of sits in a tree and comments on what's going on and plays his little instrument like the narrator yeah (laughs) and then moomin also has a friend that's kind of like a weasel and his name is sniff yeah in the comics sniff is like fucking evil and also he's apparently moomin's adopted brother (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i watched this show first Mm -hmm. same so i thought snufkin was more important than um I forgot his name. Snizzle. What's his name? Sniff. Sniff. <laughs> I thought Snufkin was more important than Sniff. But then when I get to the, the comic. It's all Sniff. Yeah, they're like Calvin and Hobbes. Yeah, it seemed all about Sniff, at least for like the first one. And then Sniff disappears after that. But like, I don't know. Okay, so we're kind of going back and forth. But in the comic strip, did you like that there's like a tiny little weasel that's sort of commentating in the corners of the comic strip? And at one point he's like, I'm busy. I'm going to sub in my cousin. And then he like replaces himself with a nearly identical looking weasel. Yeah, I like that. I did like the little weasel. Like, wasn't that the thing that was like flying around with the Cupid arrow or something? I didn't know. They're doing all kinds of things. It was flying around (laughs) with a bow and arrow at one point. And that was the only time I noticed it. And I was like, what is that? But it was in there the whole time. I didn't notice it till then. So there were, I was reading this on my phone and the comics, you know, are pretty tiny on a phone. And I was like really trying to zoom in and see things, but it was a little hard sometimes. And there's a part where um, in the comics, when Moomin first meets Snork Maiden, she's like a damsel in distress. And she's like, oh my God, help me. And there's a little crab that's... There's a crab pinching her tail. A crab pinching her tail. And then Moomin is like, don't worry, I got it. And then he drops a rock on the crab. Mm -hmm. And then in the corner of that panel is the little weasel with the thing. And I thought, did he just kill that weasel? And then (laughs) I thought, how did it get up there? There there was just a lot of spatial stuff I was really confused about. Yeah. Is that little weasel thing in every frame? Maybe for a while. I don't know. You tell me. Are you going back through? I'm going through. It looks like it's in every frame of the comic. If you don't think it's there, it's there. (laughs) Jackie didn't notice. (laughs) Well, so basically Moomin goes to play outside and he collects all his friends and he's like, let's do something. And they find a hat, a top hat 
floating in a river. And he's like, my dad would love this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he brings it home because his dad already has a top hat. <laughs> yeah. That's his dad's distinguishing quality is his top hat. So I guess he's like, this is the thing my dad likes. <laughs> Let me give him another one. Yeah. It's always really hard to find gifts for dads, but it turns out all they want is just a bigger version of something they already have. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll get my dad a giant Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Jackie, Theo. Oh, uh, I'll get my dad a giant bottle of maple syrup. Oh, I bet he actually would like <laughs> that. That would be nice, yeah. But it's something he already has. Um, something. A giant family. No, a, a giant, giant family, because he already has a giant Yeah, family. he does have a giant like family Like 20 already. more siblings. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be like, oh, Theo, just like Moom and Papa, he'll be like, this is too big for me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had maple syrup at your house one time and knowing how much Frank loves it, I was like, I got to be really careful because I don't want Frank to hate me. (laughs) (laughs) This is like Rachel's Moomin mugs. (laughs) You spill one drop of that, Jackie. It's really going to cause our relationship to suffer. You're not my son's friend anymore. (laughs) (laughs) You're not my son's friend anymore. (laughs) Um, I'll cut you out of the section of the will that says Theo's friends. (laughs) Whoa. What do we get? One strand of his beard hair <laughs> no you'd probably get some maple syrup yeah like one drop each yeah unless you're the idiot who spilled it jackie <laughs> um so they find this big top hat they bring it back to moom and papa and he's like oh no it's too big for me and he tries to pull it off his head but it gets stuck because his whole head is now stuck inside it and i thought that was gonna be like the big plot point was like he's stuck inside this forever now <laughs> yep. dad's head is stuck in a hat yeah you never know where the moomins are going no but they pull it off and they say all right let's play hide and go seek so they play hide and go seek and moomin decides to hide in the hat wait no doesn't the hat first oh first doesn't it like it puff clouds. out some clouds oh because he puts yeah, the Moomin dad puts, like, some eggshells in it. And clouds come out. Yeah. I, I did think it was really funny how they were like, well, let's throw it away. It doesn't fit dad. And the mom was like, no, no, no. It's way too nice for that. Let's turn it into a trash can. can. Use it as a trash can. <laughs> yeah. It can't be trash. It just has to hold trash. Yeah. So, okay. So they put some trash in it, and then some pink fluffy clouds come out, and they, like, zip around on the clouds. Wait, sorry, before we get there. Yeah. So when Snufkin says the thing about, like, it was easy to know that was a waste paper basket, <laughs> then uh, Moomin Mater, what's her name? Moomin Mater. Moomin Mom. Then she's like, Snufkin, why don't you join us for breakfast? And then Sniff also just, like, follows them in there. And I kind of felt like she wasn't really inviting Sniff. <laughs> well, <laughs> Sniff is their adopted son. Doesn't Sniff live there? <laughs> it was not clear from the show that he lived No, it wasn't. <laughs> I don't think he even did live there in the show, did he? No, I don't think so. I, I think know. they found him outside. They found him outside. But he is Moomin's best friend. So maybe it's kind of like one of those scenarios where it's like, you don't even need to be invited. Oh, I see. That's how I think about myself with all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're going to go stay with Theo in Houston. <laughs> yeah, I, he didn't invite me. I was just like, I'm, I'm going over there. I will be there. Yeah, they float around on the clouds. No big deal. They play hide and go seek, and then the Moomin hides inside the hat. Well, all the other characters get found, and then we don't see Moomin for a little bit, and he's, like, giggling because he won the game because he didn't get found. And then finally, mm-hmm. they're like, where is that laughing coming from? And he's like, I'm right here. And he pops out of the hat, and oh, my God, he's a horrifying, <laughs> scary— Cretan. <laughs> a Cretan? <laughs> it's, it's like Gollum, but, like, pink and— It looks like Kant. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Immanuel Kant. <las> it is. It's like a golem creature that's like part bald and part it's like, like a, a 
skinny pink monkey. But like with crazy red eye, yellow eyes. With giant weird ears Mm. and like no fur on the head. But a big bushy tail. Yeah. Yeah. And then lots of teeth. And he comes out and he's like, you didn't find me or whatever. And little Mai's like, who would look for you? (laughs) (laughs) And then it gets really, really scary because nobody recognizes him. And he's like, no, this is me. I'm in here. Like, what happened? How do I go back? And then everyone's like, you're not my son. He's like, it's me. I'm Moom. Everybody says you're not my son. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone says you're not Moomin. Because he's like, Papa, look. And his dad's like, Papa. And he's like, yeah, you, you're my dad. I'm Moomin. And he's like, what? No, you're not. And he's like, no, seriously, I'm Moomin. I'm Moomin. And he's like crying. And the dad's like, I don't know about that. And then his mom comes in and he's like, Mama, look what happened. And I think the snork maiden too, she's like, you are not Moomin. Moomin is handsome. (laughs) And you are not. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That was the first time I realized Moomin was handsome. That he was (laughs) handsome. (laughs) So you're like, I like him more now. Yeah. <laughs> I believe what he says now. He's probably going to get paid more now, too, on this show. <laughs> if a great beauty like the Snork Maiden finds him handsome, then... <laughs> she just has a good name. Yeah, so they all don't recognize him, and they're like, get out of here. They draw back from him. Yeah. But then he goes to the mom. And he's like, Mama, you've got to recognize me, right? And finally, she's like, oh, my little Moomin, and gives him a hug, and then he transforms back into Moomin. But before that, he's, like, hysterically crying a lot for, like, a long time. And she's just staring at him like, "Mm, I don't know. It's a long time. Mm. She's like, you gotta gotta know it's me, Mom. You gotta know it's me. Yeah. She's just, like, looking at him for minutes. He's like, turn me back. How do I go back? How do I go back? And he's looking in the mirror, and he's, like, beating his fists against the wall, and he falls on the ground. He's freaking out, and he's— It is horror. It's horror. Body horror. Like, imagine if you looked as cute as Moomin did, and then you looked like that. I don't have to imagine the first part, so. (laughs) Whoa. But imagine, I I literally read when I was a little kid, like, I read one of those little horror stories. Uh, It wasn't Goosebumps, but it was something Goosebump adjacent. And it was about, like, you wake up one day, and no one recognizes you, and they're like, get out of our home, you intruder. And then he just has to, like, go around the town the whole day, like, trying to prove who he is. But nobody remembers him. That's so scary. That was a fear I had as a kid, was that my family, like, maybe we were all aliens, And they never told me. And that one day my head would like turn back to an alien head and I wouldn't know. And then I'd look and it would be an alien head. So sometimes I would be like, I have to get to a mirror right now to see if I have an alien head. (laughs) That typically doesn't happen till the 31st birthday. (gasps) Oh, no. Oh, no. You only have two more days. Well, then how come your head still looks normal? Well, I'm not from a family of aliens. (laughs) She just knows about it. My my family is from Long Island, okay? (laughs) Oh, so you are from a family of aliens. Hard, 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 hard. Right, so you know she's not from Long Island, right? Uh, no, she is, right? <laughs> I just wanted to confuse you. No, if I if my if my family was from New Jersey, we would be aliens because it is full of toxic waste. Whoa, toxic waste. Yeah, New Jersey should be your favorite state, Theo. Okay, now now you're talking. Yeah, my dog, toxic waste. It's like second <laughs> episode, right? Yeah, yeah, that was your birthday. Um, but okay, so it has a happy ending, and then everyone's like. Basically, they're like, we got to get rid of this hat. But then the narrator says something like, well, they knew it was going to be troublesome, but it was still hard for them to get rid of it because it was such a great hat. And that's the end of the episode. (laughs) But they do get rid of it. And then um, they float it down the river, right? 
Yeah, so who knows? It could come back. But so this was pretty funny because I will say that like up until the point where he pops out of the hat and he's that scary creature, this was like so delightful (laughs) and it was like so relaxing and just so pretty and you could just, oh, everything that happens is so nice. And you're like, I love to go in the show. (laughs) Yeah, like the pink clouds and like, you know. Every time you think something bad might happen, nothing bad happens. Like, Moomin Papa falls out the window because the cloud floats up to him and he tries to reach it. But it doesn't, nothing bad happens to him. And the clouds dissipate and yeah. nothing bad happens to them. And then, like, you know, everybody's just waking up and nobody gets mad at anybody. And they have breakfast. It's so nice. It's so relaxing. So Theo, like, I guess watched half of it and then took a pause. It's like a 25-minute episode. <laughs> and I was chatting with both of them and I was like, Guys, I'm really traumatized by this episode. And he was like, what are you talking about? It's totally fine. And then <laughs> get over it. <laughs> didn't realize that he was yet to reach yeah. the scary part. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I don't. I hadn't even gotten to the clouds yet. I had just gotten to the part where they turn the hat over and Snufkin says, maybe a, a paper wastebasket? That was easy. That really stuck with you. That's as far as I got. In the first go. But you you did finish it, right? I did, yeah. And I find the clouds a little scary, but yeah. (laughs) That was foreboding, for sure. The music was scary for that part. I wonder what the Japanese music would have sounded like. Yeah, it was. It it really was. Like, it really did swiftly take a turn into horror. (laughs) Yeah, I feel like they needed to change the color scheme a little more to really sell it. Well, they changed his color scheme from white to fuchsia. Mm. Yeah, but none of them saw the clouds come out of the hat. If they had, they would have noticed they looked pretty scary at first. Mm. They did look very scary. But were you thinking, Theo, like, how how on earth is Jackie going to be traumatized by this? And then when it did happen, like, what did you think? To be honest, I kind of thought, like, Jackie finds a lot of things freaky. I could believe she already thinks this is freaky. (laughs) Kind of. You know it's true. Yeah, but when it actually happened, you knew, right? Like, that is scary. I was like, yeah, I could see why Jackie would say this is scary. Theo's not afraid of anything. (laughs) No way. He is not. I didn't know it was a cartoon, so. Oh, see, I didn't didn't know that. Someone should have told me, yeah. (laughs) But now you do. All right, well, that's the TV show. I like the TV show more than the comic strip. Me too. Really? Yeah. The comic strip was kind of unsettling the whole way through. Huh. Well, yeah, the comic strip... So I just kind of wanted you guys to read it for the the vibes of the Moomins because it's it's all about vibes. But like we can kind of describe the first one, which is like a series of unbelievable events occur. It reminded me of Candide. (laughs) (laughs) It kind of is like Candide. (laughs) Every three frames, it was some new unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. I do think the comic was funnier than the show. Like there's a lot of humor in it, but it was also just like, I don't know. It's like Ren and Stimpy. Like you just don't know what's going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. I felt like the the show is for kids and the comic was for older kids. That's what I was going to say was like, okay, the show is very clearly like we're going to use this source material and it's this is a product for kids. And the comic to me reads much more like this is a person who is an artist. She was like she was a radical leftist lesbian in, you know, the middle of the 1900s. And she lived through some shit and she wrote this comic and it really does read like, okay, this is an artist making something for kids, like a weirdo artist who's making a kid's product. Yeah, it kind of felt like she was just, it wasn't like showing off, but it was kind of just like 
flexing all of her artistic muscle. She was just like, look what I could do. It's all going to be really weird. There's one part where they like make some kind of elixir and it turns everything into the opposite of itself. Yeah. So they take these old ladies and the idea is they're going to turn the ladies like young and beautiful, but instead they just turn into old men. And they were like, oh no, like they're going to be mad at us. But instead these old ladies were like, no, this is great. We're going to go find some can-can girls. (laughs) And they all run off together. (laughs) Yeah. But like inside they're still old ladies, but what what came out was they were just like we've secretly been wanting to go after girls the whole time now we finally can yeah or th- i always think that was the message i think that's like the hidden implication they're like we don't mind being men oh i thought it was just they completely changed i don't know yeah they completely changed well don't you think it's kind of like when someone's like oh what if you had a penis for a day what would you do go find a can can girl theo <laughs> <laughs> no i mean some people are just like i would just pee all over the place. No. Or like I would pee as much as I could or whatever. What? Like people have different things they would want to do. But that can't be a popular answer. Peeing, standing up, or like directing it where you want. I feel like that would be cool. I don't know. What's so fun about that? <laughs> I don't know. That's the thing. I don't know yet. And I guess I never <laughs> it's will. It's <laughs> not that great. <laughs> I don't really care about it. Well, men seem to be the worst at it. Like they have all this power, but they don't use it. They use it for evil. <laughs> Peeing? Yeah gotta clean up all the time i don't have to clean up pee all the time i'm just saying you're saying like around the toilet where they miss the toilet are you saying like putting newspapers down everywhere what do you say (laughs) no i don't know i don't know that's just not what i would do that's not what i would look forward to i don't know what i would do there are only two things you could really do what i don't know lift weights and get circumcised oh you don't know never will i wonder if there's a third Anyway, go ahead. Yeah, you'll find one someday. So anyway, it starts with Moomin being like, well, I don't have a mom and dad, but I have all these like tiny relatives who are in my house. And he's trying random ways to get rid of them. And he gets rid of them by inviting a friend over named Stinky, who's like very stinky and wants to eat everything. But then Stinky insists on eating Moomin's whole house. (laughs) And so then he's like, oh, this is what I deserve. I tried to kick out my relatives and now I'm homeless. Yeah. So he's like, maybe this cop will help me. Excuse me, officer, will you get me a new house? And he's like, here's a rose for your wife. And the cop is like, you're not allowed to pick that. You're going to jail. Yeah. So then he goes to jail and he's like, well, this is a new house at least. It really is like Condit, honestly, because he's like always looking on the bright side. (laughs) There's another point at which uh, just a lot of like, okay, they're not like gory violent things, but Mm -hmm. like little violent things will happen where someone's like, let's just pour a bunch of water into the house and try and get those relatives of yours out. And it's like, well, I hope we don't drown them. And it's like, no, 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 they'll leave. They don't leave. And it's like, well, maybe we really did drown them then. (laughs) Or like at one point, somebody drops a big bag of money on Moomin Papa's head and they like make him a like a gravestone because they thought he died. (laughs) Yeah, it's creepy. Yeah, it's uh, I mean, she there had just been a bunch of wars. (laughs) So I think it makes sense that this would be a little bit melancholy for a a children's property. I have to say, I do think my favorite is um, it was the one on the Riviera where they go to the fancy hotel. Oh, you know what? There actually recently was a full length movie Moomins on the Riviera. Oh. Like, I say recently, but it was a few years ago. It was my favorite because it had a good message. Like, Moomin 
wanted to stay up north. He was like, oh, a northern springtime. It's so beautiful. And everyone was like, we don't appreciate this. Let's go to the south. We can be fancy in the south. So they go and they stay at this big fancy hotel, but it's too fancy and big for them. So they decide to all live together in the little canopy bed. They like make it into a little tent. Mm -hmm. And then because they're so weird, everyone was like, wow, they must be really rich because only really rich people can be this weird. I like that part where they Mm -hmm. call them eccentric. That was pretty good. So eccentric. Mm -hmm. Maybe someday we can watch the movie we can do a plex viewing for us to to see it because it's it's a really good version of it i think did you have a favorite of the four comics me yeah theo either of you the the first one is the most random and so then i actually felt a little disappointed when the others started being a little more to make sense yeah (laughs) but i thought you didn't like the randomness i didn't but then i was like i'm familiar with this why are you doing something different now it was still pretty random after that i mean (laughs) yeah i i what i like is there's a sense of the other characters kind of living their own lives like in the i don't know the third one second one after he reunites with his parents who apparently somehow he separated from when he was very small and they all forgot about each other yeah (laughs) but they see each other again well like they they remembered they had a son yeah but when they see him even though he looks exactly the same, just bigger. That should be the thing that Moom and Papa loves the most. He looks just like them, just without a top hat and an apron. And then yeah. they reunite for a little bit, and then Papa's like, I will die if if something awful doesn't happen. So he tries to go on an adventure. I mean, Theo, they find a box full of curse words yeah. with legs. Oh, that was pretty good. And they send it to Aunt Jane. Yeah. That's funny. It's funny. They found a box floating in the water and they said, oh, a sailor who quit cursing must have like filled up this box with all his curse words and set it free. Yeah. That was good. And the dad's just like, I wonder how they got, how these curse words got legs. Oh, well, let's send it to my aunt-in-law because she's always on my case. Yeah, the dad is a troublemaker. He really is. But okay, what what I was saying was at one point, like Moomin is in trouble and he sends the little tiny black weasel shadow to help him mm-hmm. and shadow goes to the snork maiden and he finds her and she's like hanging out kind of looking at herself in a mirror and he's like don't you love moomin anymore and she's like i do but i've been busy okay i guess i can go help him now yeah i don't know how i feel about their relationship it doesn't seem like a good one i don't know there's one part where she gets like a new boyfriend and then moomin challenges him to a duel and he gets in trouble because he uses the wrong end of the sword to hit the guy with yeah (laughs) isn't that good though i thought about making like that panel of the comic that set of three panels i thought about making that like my cover photo on facebook or something just a little (laughs) snippet which one the one where she like runs over and she's like oh how romantic moomin's gonna kill my boyfriend in the morning (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so this was like a weekly thing right it was like a strip like they're all numbered yeah i think so it's just so weird to think of like just seeing four of these or, or just like one strip of it isolated maybe she would take a break Every, like, Friday or something? So you would get a full page? I feel like you just had to, like, remember what's going on every week, and that's why they're so disjointed, because she probably doesn't remember what she did the week before. (laughs) No, she probably remembers. I mean, it does feel a little bit like there's some, like, etch-a-sketch quality to it, where it's just like, we've made it to the end of this strip, now we're going to just, like, forget what happened in the previous one, and we're just going to go from there. (laughs) I mean, definitely in the first set. It's got a Tommy Wiseau-like quality to it, for sure. Whoa. Oh, Jackie. A Tom Bombadil quality? 
that what you said? Tommy Wiseau. Tom, she said Tommy Wiseau, but I think it does have more of a Tom Bombadil quality. <laughs> <laughs> so are the movements like insanely tiny? Are they like half the size of a little mushroom or something? That's how I pictured them. Oh, that's cute. I mean, when I saw them at the Moomin World, they were the size of a person wearing like a mascot costume. <sighs> yeah, but well, I mean the actual Moomins. I envisioned them as like maybe four feet tall. That's huge. What? I was picturing them as being like the size of jelly beans. Like a bunch of them could be out there in my yard right now and I, w- I wouldn't know. But like the, the trees and stuff, that would mean all the flora and fauna also has to be teeny tiny. There's all kinds of sizes of flora and fauna out there. But like they have pine trees that that look like pine trees and they're kind of human size compared to them. And the sea urchins seem like they would be about the size if they were like human size. Mm. Plus Snufkin is also the size of them. Yeah. I just thought they were all jelly bean sized. Has there ever been a show where all the characters are like huge? A show? There's a lot of shows where or like comics or whatever where it's like kind of cute that they're all small. But one where they're just like really big like they're all just the size of a building all of them no like a godzilla comic or something they're kind of normal characters they're just big they're not godzilla where would they stay if their own buildings were way too small for them gosh i don't know how would you know they were big you would know because everything was too small for them like you would know because like you're the curtains and and they're the house (laughs) I don't know. What if you just found out, like, what if you wrote to someone, like the Game of Thrones author, and he was like, oh, yeah, everyone in my books are huge. (laughs) (laughs) That I would like. It's just, but like everyone and everything is just bigger. Yeah. Like 10 times bigger. Or it's just like all sorts of things you don't realize, like in, in the Harry Potter universe. All, all the have. wizards are huge. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're a mudblood if they're like only half the size of a normal person. <laughs> like 10 feet yeah. tall and not 20. So when they talk about how big Hagrid is, that's not really that impressive. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what about like Clifford? What if it was Clifford, but then like at some point, like, an even huger Emily Elizabeth comes along. And he's like, that's the one I was supposed to be with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she has like a regular size red dog. Yeah. Wow. that It's all perspective. That's great. Yeah. That's the lesson. All perspective. That would be an amazing final episode of Clifford. And it's just like, oh, thank God I have a normal dog now. No, she loves her big dog. <laughs> and Clifford is like, thank God I have a normal girl or a bigger girl. Yeah. I don't know. Does he think of himself as big or everyone else as small? Oh, interesting. Glass half full, glass half empty. Mm, it's all in how you look at it. It's all perspective. <laughs> I, I know. I mean, you don't want to make him angry. You, you wouldn't like, like him, him when he's angry. He's angry. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So do we want to say anything else about the Moomins? I mean, I just really like them. I mean, what, okay. What's your guys' verdict? I feel like this is something, this is a property, whatever, that I'm really excited, like, to show my kids, you know, it's one of the main things that I want my kids to enjoy. Where do you rank it with Winnie the Pooh? Mm. Oh, that's what I forgot to mention. It's very Winnie the Pooh like. I also really like Winnie the Pooh, but if I had to pick only one for my kids to be into, and I would probably pick the Moomins. And you must. I'd, no, not I don't must. You would pick the Moomins over Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, I think I would because the Moomins, there's just something. Okay, first of all, I have to say they are less commercial. Like for one thing, the Walt Disney Corporation, they tried to buy the Moomins and her family was like, no. And so the family still has them to this day. Like her great niece controls the, the Moomin stuff. Hmm. But Walt Disney does own Winnie the Pooh or some of it at least. Well, so I feel like if I had to pick, I would pick the Moomins, but... 
personally, I love both of them basically equally. Yeah, they're very similar. Like, I don't know. We made fun of like the little parts in Winnie the Pooh where like Christopher Robin shoots Pooh Bear. And like that seems like a thing that would happen in the movements. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> and does kind of. There is some weird violence in this. Yeah. Yeah. The thing about Winnie the Pooh, though, is that it doesn't have as much edges that get sanded off for the show and the movies as the Moomins do. Like, there's more kind of weird or even creepy stuff to the Moomins than there is to Pooh. Oh, I see. Yeah, and the humor is, I think, more... There's just more of it, and it's funnier. (laughs) The humor is more. (laughs) Wait, what? I think the Pooh humor is funnier. There were a lot of parts in the comics where, I don't know, there's just lots of little cute things. Like the part where she's like, quit eating breakfast. We have to go do something. And they're like, can we swallow the food that's in our mouths? (laughs) I like like when they're like, oh, we're going to go on the water real quick. And the mom is like, how many sandwiches do you need? I'm going to make six each or whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (laughs) half a dozen each. (laughs) And also when they're going off and they're like, oh, my gosh, the sea is so rough. And then in the corner, the mom is like, wow, I really hope it doesn't calm down. They need this adventure. (laughs) I don't know. There's something very interesting about the movement, something very strange about them. And I do think part of that is just, well, you know, A.A. Milne, he also didn't really view himself as like, he wasn't, he didn't consider himself a children's writer, did he? Uh, He just wrote a children's book. Yeah, I guess so. Wasn't he a humorist? Yeah. I think what's strange about the Moomins is that they are totally like preternaturally calm. They have no anxiety. They take it all in stride. Yeah, even though the world around them is completely unpredictable. (laughs) And they themselves are. Except for Moomin at the beginning Mm -hmm. when he's so stressed about his house. (laughs) His relatives. Yeah. Yeah, That's the only thing. That's true. He Maybe he's the only one that like has a real personality because even in the Riviera one, he's like, I don't like this. We should have just stayed home. But yeah, they're so calm. And then in the in the Hundred Acre Wood, like everybody seems to be anxious all the time, except for like Kanga. That's what I like about Kanga's it. a Moomin. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess to me, it feels sorry to, I, I mean, I know I threw this comparison up here, but to me, it seems like, you know, Winnie the Pooh, it's like, they all have their own neuroses or whatever. Where it's like the movements feel a little bit more just aliens. Weird things happen in the world. I don't know. I'm not sure like who the characters are exactly. Like I get Sniff, he wants money. Mm-hmm. And I get Moomin sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Stuffkin just wants to hang out. Little Mai is constantly making an angry face while smiling. (laughs) I mean, so in Winnie the Pooh, the characters themselves are the catalyst for a lot of their adventures. It's like one of the Winnie the Pooh characters, they get some weird idea in their head Uh and then stuff happens. And in the Moomins, like stuff happens to them and they just are like, (laughs) hey, I'll go along with this. Let's see what happens from here. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's what I would say the difference is. Hmm. It's a much stranger world for the Moomins. Yeah, it's way more magical. in Winnie the Pooh. Like, the characters think the world is magical in Winnie the Pooh. Like, they think there's heffalumps and woozles, but there's not. Hmm. Oh, that's true. Like, there's literally actual magic all around in the Moomins. Basically, yeah. We're like, in the Moomins, you know, they come up with this magic potion and it's just to make money, but then it is a magic potion, but it's like, it doesn't do what they wanted it to. (laughs) Right. But then they never make another magic potion. Yeah. They're just like, well, we're done with that. Let's go to the Riviera. We just helped these old ladies out of the closet. Time to try something else. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Old men now. Mm -hmm. I just really like the Moomins. I'm just really into them. I dig their whole vibe, you know? They're intriguing. You've seen my Moomin plush, haven't you, or no? Yes, I have. I have a a picture of you wearing it on your head. Wearing it on my head? 
He's like three feet tall. I wore him on my head. That's how you do it, Rach. I have a picture of you like covered in Moomins. Yeah, but I have one that's really big. Oh, okay. Do you want to see it right now? It's just in the hallway behind me. Sure. I do like Moomin a lot more than um, than the new boyfriend. Yeah, what was his name? Uh, Clark? Yeah, something like that. I remember that because she said, you want me to go live in an old boat now? Right when Clark's asked me to the dance? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, it's kind of interesting. Like what ha- she's, she's so casual about just, oh, wow. were, were Moomin and Snork Maiden not official? No, they definitely were because there was another point when she was like, can I wear this thing that someone gave me? And he said, as long as you're faithful to me, yes. Yeah. That is interesting, a statement on how she's just like her own woman, you know? Oh. Rachel's patting the giant Moomin now. He's sitting in her chair. He'd be cute. Oh, I was going to tell you this story about how I got this just real quick. And then I guess we can end the episode unless you guys have more to say. Tell us. I have some like tiny little old Moomin plushes that I got at secondhand stores in Finland. And I can never afford to get a big one. They're so expensive. In Korea, I saw a couple that were like, "Mm, what, eight inches tall, a foot tall or something. And those were expensive. It was like 70,000 won. So like $60 or something. Mm. Like, I can't afford that. So anyway, I went to this grocery store called Home Plus, and they have everything. And I went with Steven and one of my former students, Tony. And we were just kind of wandering around looking at things. And then Tony randomly found this giant moomin stuffed at the bottom of this aisle that didn't have any other stuffed animals. And he was like, Rachel, teacher, don't you like these? And I was like, I do. And I said, oh, I'll never be able to afford it because it was so much bigger than the other ones. And then it said it was only like... $18. And I was like, okay, that can't be real. So we took it up to the front and Tony asked them about it. And they're like, meh, if that's what it says, okay. Wow. They didn't know what they had. No, they could have charged me like $200. But I took it on the flight back with me from Korea and it was my most pleasant flying experience. It was my personal item and everyone loved it. One of the TSA agents or whatever they're called in Korea, she went, Moomin. And then she gestured at her like little pocket and she had some Moomin pens sticking out. What? Yeah. It's beloved. Mm-hmm. You forewent having any other items on the plane? No, you can take a carry-on bag and a personal item. But like where did you keep like your phone and like your glasses and your book and stuff? You just like stuffed my pockets. pockets. I was hoping yeah. the Moomin had a little hideaway. No. Oh, that'd be cool if he had a pocket. A pouch. Yeah. Would be cool. You could put rocks in it to throw at crabs. That would be nice. Well, that's our movement episode. Thanks for joining me for my birthday. Hopefully, maybe sometime when you guys visit or something, or maybe we can do it from afar, we could watch movements on the Riviera. Cool. Possible. Is it 3D animated? No, it's traditional hand-drawn 2D, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. Okay. Well, everybody, um, as we mentioned last time, I don't know if you'll hear it or not, but we've been releasing at least one episode every week for like two years and it's been a lot. So we are going to go on a hiatus. We'll be gone for, I don't know, a month and a half-ish. No, maybe a month, whatever. We'll be back around Christmas time. So if you miss us, you know, write us an email, re-listen to our old episodes, blah, blah, blah. Uh, if you want some more material and you're not a patron yet, you should check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash firethecanon. You can listen to our bonus episodes. Yeah, we'll be back around the holidays for our yearly traditional Christmas episode. We might do more Charles Dickens stories. We might go for something else, but, you know, you'll find out soon after we do. <laughs> 
Yeah, so if you go check out our our Patreon and those bonus episodes will hopefully tide you over. You could also um, go on the Fire the Cannon uh, Facebook discussion group and start a conversation with us there. Facebook also has released a new feature where we can chat. So I guess like, I don't know, I can add you to a chat and we can all like chat with each other. But also you could just like post something on the discussion group and um, get to know some people and we'll respond to you. Um, so we'll, we'll be checking those things. We won't be like actively making episodes for a few weeks, but you know, We'll get back with you. All right. See you guys around the holidays. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. Happy Thanksgiving.